This is Verso, a behind-the-scenes podcast about programs and other activities at the Barnes Foundation. Each podcast explores the rich history of the Foundation and the creative minds of the artists, thinkers, and performers who bring the Foundation's campus to life. This is Verso, and this is Catherine Scovira and Robert Whalen, and today we're sitting here in the beautiful Comcast Auditorium of the Barnes Foundation with Walt Blocker, who's director of the St. Thomas Gospel Choir, and Darren Stewart, assistant director. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) First of all, we are so excited because the Resounding Voices Choral Series is returning again August 27th. And it just so happens that exactly a year ago, August 21st, 2016, you were here performing. So you're really seeing the birth of and the continuation of this series. So thank you. (laughs) We are honored to be a part of this. We received the phone call. I said, wait, it was the same time last year we were at the barn. (laughs) Because we're normally on a vacation in August. And we took the the position to be a part of this historic event. It means a lot. We're thrilled to have you back. Last year's concert was deeply moving for both of us. And especially for me as a vocalist, I think that the the focus on the voice of gospel music is really compelling. So I, I would just love to talk more about that. And, and also, what got you into this? Oh, music for the soul. We talked a little bit about vocals. Um, I am a Westminster Choir College graduate. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have that classical um, background. And I kind of moved, took all of the, my foundations when I moved back to Philadelphia and I started a church choir and had no idea that 26 years later it would be what it is today. Wow, that's incredible. And Darren, we wanted to hear more about what you do too with the choir because, um, because we think it's just so inspiring. I am Walter's choir assistant, choir director. I am also the business manager for the choir, so I handle all contracts, uh, phone calls, you name it, it's me. <laughs> now, are you also a singer? Yes, I am. Oh, what part do you sing in the choir? Tenor and alto. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally soprano when I need <laughs> Yeah, it's important to wear multiple hats. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about the upcoming program at the Barnes, what you'll be singing here? We um, are going to actually feature this concert this year. We're going to do a little bit different than last year. You're going to hear more spirituals. Um, we are going to do um, two sets of uh, 30 minutes of music. So we're going to do two separate concerts. You want to definitely stay for both. We will. Um, <laughs> we'll stay for both. Um, but we're going to do spirituals. We're going to, you might even hear a little bit of, of Van. Uh, you two, what's the... Um, How about that there? Van Jones. Van, no, no. Uh, Funny found what I'm looking for. Oh, uh, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, yeah. that's right. So, right, YouTube. I was like, I knew it was someone there. So, you want to hear a little bit of things a little different for a gospel choir this time. All right. But in the past year, um, we've done some different things. So, we want to expose everybody that, you know, singing gospel music, of course, is, I always say, music from the heart and soul. But it does it allows you to open up and sing all types of music. Mm-hmm. Well, last year's concert showed us that was the case. We were so moved. Great. Um, 
Tell me a little bit about Monsters Ball and how this came to be that the St. Thomas Gospel Choir was singing in this movie and what that was like and who was there. Well, the award-winning producer, Lee Daniels, um, (laughs) his mother is an original, uh, Clara Daniels is an original member of the choir. Wow. So that was our original connection. Um, But Lee Daniels um, had a scene within the movie that he wanted to have gospel music playing in the background. And he automatically thought of the church that he grew up in and said, let me see if they're willing to do it. So I had, we just released our first recording and he was like, can we tweak that so that we can have this on, you know, on our movie soundtrack? And of course I said, yes! Yes, how incredible, (laughs) that's wonderful. Um, we actually, I had a question for you about that. You've recorded quite a lot with the choir. Tell us about what's come out, what's about to come out, what can we listen for? Because I see things all over YouTube and iTunes and Amazon. And... Oh gosh, well since um, 1991 we've had four recordings out. Um, you'll actually find this featured on about eight different recordings. Um, we've done background for other singers in the area. Um, but we have four of our own CDs that we've personally put out on our own. It actually started with us just recording service. We wanted to do something different with uh, the service music of the church by updating it and giving it more of a Caribbean and African flair. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being, after we sold a 1,000 copies, we ordered another 1,000 copies. <laughs> and then the download started coming in and... About four or five thousand copies later, we realized that you know people wanted to hear more of our, our singing, so it was something that we kind of kept a niche of doing and, and recording. And that kind of started us off with our first recording and getting our feet wet into the gospel music industry. Mm-hmm. And the 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 global reach of gospel music is not to be understated. It's not only an American phenomenon, but also I we know of people in. Scandinavia and Germany and all over the place that really love this. Oh, definitely. In fact, um, if I can put a plug in. Um, always. Next, <laughs> always. Next year, um, we will be in 2018 in June. We will actually be singing um, in Rome, Venice, and Florence. and Florence in Italy. You're going on tour. Yes. Wow. Yes, we will be there for 10 days to sing in Italy, so we're excited about that. Okay, we'll make sure that June 2018, that, uh, 2018, that we're looking across the seas and not asking you to come here, but we'll look at another date. That's amazing. Yes. So uh, I would love to hear about how you think about programming a concert because the St. Thomas's Gospel Choir performs during services, mm-hmm. but when you go into a space like the Barnes, do you see it as the same, different? How do you think about choosing music for a setting like this? One of the things um, that my choir hates me about, and Darren will attest to, is um, in our to-go repertoire, there's probably about 100 or so songs. Um, I never let the choir know what they're going to sing ahead of time. And you really have to feel the audience. Um, You have to feel the environment that you're in. Um, Of course, with the Barnes Museum and the Foundation, you know, we wanted to reach out to a mixed audience, to a younger and older crowd of people. So we kind of entail our music based on what we feel and we see at that moment. Mm-hmm. 
That's beautiful. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And do you, you don't use any sheet music at all when you perform? We, Not at all. Yeah. Nope. I use, one of my strict things is that they even when we receive sheet music, you need to memorize it. Because, again, it gives you the freedom to sing more from your heart and not bound by a book or a paper. Mm -hmm. So at any given moment, your choir has 100 songs with notes and text and everything ready to go. They better. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And the incredible thing about that, which we can attest to from seeing you in 2016, is that this includes, uh, this is the case for soloists, too. Oh, yeah. So there will be a mic handed to you, and you are doing that song in that moment you have enough right. time to take a breath yes has this happened to you <laughs> yes <laughs> tell us what this is like um being put on the spot <laughs> but um you must always be ready yeah. mm-hmm. always ready to minister amazing yeah. amazing um Orchestras everywhere take note of this. You know, <laughs> truly. I mean, that's an incredible thing. So, yeah. so how do you rehearse then? What do you do in rehearsals? Rehearsals, we go through tons of music. Um, we meet um, once a week, but at every single rehearsal, I will touch recording with music that we recorded. I will touch spirituals. I will touch R and B music that we sing. Um, any and and we email music out we um, record everything that we do in our rehearsals so that people will have those tools to constantly listen um, because a lot of the music is by rote mm-hmm. a lot of the singers are you know they're not musically trained um, but they some of them have already acquired that knack for being able to memorize and sing gospel music again it's music from the heart so you have to be ready to you know, I think of the concert from last year. Um, a young lady walked up to me and said, you know, there's a song that I remember hearing as a child called Amazing Grace. Uh-huh. Um, that's a hymn. And we never sang it as a choir. Uh-huh. Um, but I says, okay, we can do it for you. <laughs> um, she was really, you know, came to me with a moving story. And we made it happen. So singing gospel music, you know, it, because it's from your heart and your soul, if it's done and you're doing it and, and you're real about what you're doing, you can make anything happen. I, I trust that to be the case <laughs> for every every yeah. um, endeavor, too. So yeah. that's beautiful. Okay, so speaking of important things coming up, in addition to this wonderful concert coming up August 27th at the Barnes, mm-hmm. 3 to 4.15 for all of you listening, tell us about what's happening on Tuesday, September 26th at City Hall so that we don't miss out on this, too. Darren, I'll let you tell us about that. It will be the unveiling of a statue of Octavius Caddo, who was a member of the African Episcopal Church of St. Thomas. And the reason why this is so significant is this has been covered up for about two years in front of City Hall. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do some festivities um, from City Hall to the Union League. Uh, The mayor will be joining us. Um, as at the unveiling as well um, for that Sunday morning service as well because um, this is really a big event um, he was a sculpture and artist uh, that's going through history and is really just starting to get recognized for some of his major works so we're really happy and, and excited to be a part of that that is just wonderful congratulations thank you thank you 
And just to follow up, the performance on August 27th at 3 p.m. in the Barnes is uh, free, so long as you register online at barnesfoundation.org and check out our brand new website, too. It's really beautiful. Yes, we encourage everybody, please go online, register, um, and it's for free tickets. So you just come down, enjoy a day um, at the Barnes, and, and enjoy some great music. You will hear from spirituals to gospel to we may throw in some r&b things you never know what we'll do so. and it'll depend on you coming out because it's going the energy in the room is what's going to determine this which is exactly. so exciting yep that's what that's how we filter every concert every performance we base it on what our audience um what the mood is there that's fantastic well walt darren thank you so much for coming to the barns we are so excited to have you Thank you again. Thank you. We'll see you on the 27th. August 27th. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about upcoming programs at the Barnes Foundation, please visit our website, www.barnesfoundation.org programs. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The music used in this podcast is by Long Zijun. Thank you for listening in with us, and we look forward to seeing you at the Barnes Foundation soon.